0: Welcome to Wrestling Goons Radio, the podcast from the IWC for the IWC, and this is between the scenes for May twenty-first, two thousand sixteen. Tonight we got a bunch of rumors to go over with you, and we're gonna end the show with our Extreme Rules predictions. The show tomorrow night live on the WWE Network for nine ninety-nine, or fifty-four ninety-nine if you're still a sucker and paying for it on cable. What are you doing? Tonight, I got RJ Turner, Brian Compton, and Mark Pitts with me. My name is Anthony Habit. We got a lot to get into and not a lot of time to do it. We want to thank everybody listening to us on Max Sports Channel and Power Station FM. And you can catch us online at wrestlinggoonsradio.blogspot.com. And also find all of our social media links while you're there. Look at us on iTunes and Stitcher as well. Guys, welcome to the show. We want to start off. By talking about the biggest thing this week, which on the internet, Stephanie McMahon is apparently getting the WWE when Vince bites the coffin, because I don't think it's going to happen any other way. I'll start with Mark. Mark, does that come as a shock to you, or were you expecting this?
1: Well, of course, I was expecting the billion-dollar princess to get the company that she has earned by being there for the longest period of time, except for for her dad, Vince McMahon. Shane left. He was a quitter, doesn't deserve the company. Triple H is going to be second in charge just by affiliation of marriage, which is great. He can work with the talent. She can head up the corporate thing and hop on screen to go against the female's Kind of like how she likes doing, which she'll probably end up doing that either at SummerSlam or WrestleMania, I have a feeling.
0: I felt like this was going to her all along, but the more I've thought about it today, this is actually protecting his company by leaving it with Stephanie with the simple fact that if they did have a falling out one day, I don't see that happening, but if Stephanie and Triple H did, he wants to make sure that business stays in the family. So the fact that Stephanie would get it, I get it. But I still think Hunter is a better visionary down the line. bro. would you agree or disagree with the direction that they're going?
2: I agree in the sense that Triple H will have a lot of influence in her decision makings when it comes to talent and booking. At least I hope so. As far as her on-screen abilities, she has a tendency of pissing people off, and she's good at it. Even though she tends to be a little over the top. So she would make a pretty good replacement for Vince McMahon as far as an on-air presence. But off the air, I'm hoping that Triple H kind of takes the reins on that. No pun intended.
0: I don't feel like anybody can replace what Vince does. Like, he's documented that he works like 20-hour days. And he's been doing this for 30-some-odd years. Like, Vince is a machine. And nobody can be able to do what he does so I feel like putting it in the hands of one person is kind of not going to be possible anyway so Stephanie is definitely not going to keep the workload that Vince did RJ what's your thoughts on Stephanie getting this when you see it coming I,
3: I'm really in agreement with you as far as you know having somebody replace what Vince does the hours that he puts in I think Stephanie can do it but I look at Triple H as the the next guy even if Stephanie by name is going to run the company I still see Triple H actually having hands on and being like the next Vince and putting in the 20 plus hours into the product he's probably doing that with NXT right now so it wouldn't be a big change for him if it was if he had full uh, charge over the actual main roster over WWE
0: as a whole. Yeah, Stephanie Stephanie's going to be the rider, and Triple H is going to be working with the talent. That's the way I see it.
1: Well, no. I mean, Stephanie's going to do the behind-the-scenes things and the public appearances and stuff like that, and Triple H will probably end up running day-to-day, and him and her will probably be the head creative that says yes or no and it'll be them to agree on something to whether it's yes or no can we, get, yeah, rid she's
0: of, just, can we get rid of about 17 writers while we're at it because are too many chefs in the kitchen so to speak.
1: I, I think i think triple h has been placing his writers up on the main roster like he did with a couple of nxt writers that moved up and the couple of new signings that he did uh taking creative writers from other companies independence and putting them on raw and smackdown
0: i don't care how many good writers you have though you don't need like 17 ideas going around
1: at one time you mean well that's he's gonna end up firing all those people whenever they take over you know vince's people aren't gonna stay i mean unless they're like long 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 long-term employees that triple h and steph love or something they're not gonna I think you'll see a lot of firings whenever Vince finally does step away from the company as a whole.
0: So are you suggesting that they're going to get the creative writing team down to, like, maybe four or five? Because that's what I'm suggesting.
1: Yeah, I think that Triple H is just putting the people in that he wants, and that way it's going to be an easier transition once Vince does exit the building than he already has his group, core group of, like, five or six riders that he personally placed into those positions. And then everything will run pretty smoothly.
2: Do you think he'll fire Dunn?
0: No, I wish he could, but Yeah, no. uh, hopefully
1: Kevin Dunn will have quit by that time or retired. If he ever is going to retire, which I probably don't see at all.
0: They're going to have to like get him involved in some scandal where they get him pushed out. That'll be the only way. Cause he has that, so much. He's that seems real far-fetched. he ain't got more. Yeah. Kevin Dunn and a scandal. It's not really that far back. You can use the diva crap. Anyway, now I'm getting Kevin Dunn allegation going on the show. Uh, What is your thoughts on the creative team, Brian? Are there too many chefs in the kitchen?
2: A China scandal will be how Dunn gets fired and she gets in the Hall of Fame.
0: Oh, (laughs) yeah.
2: Yeah, no, as, as far as the creative direction, it it's It should be okay i I don't see it in bad hands at least I mean that's a positive I, I agree with you it it should be less less writers. I mean you can't have the possibility of having too many ideas at one time because then you don't know which one to choose or someone says, Well, this one's good, and this one's not and I mean majority rules a lot of people think a stupid idea is going to work. they're gonna run with it unfortunately, but I, I think I think the creative has done better now since the uh, the head writer has changed. so
0: oh, to be determined. I'll get into that a little later in our extreme rules prediction. Booking but, and
2: re- booking and creative are different things though. so uh,
0: yeah, creative yeah. kind of dropped the ball on that storyline though. so yeah,
2: cause you can make a good storyline, but if booking doesn't carry it out, then
0: just saying, all right, so. RJ, you got any final thoughts on booking before we move on?
3: Um, I, I think it, there are too many people as far as writers in the back or chefs in the kitchen, as you say. Because I don't really don't see the them actually putting out, you know, entertaining things. Or, I don't know, I guess with the product right now, it's almost like it's good right now, can't lie. But it's almost like the focus is still not utilizing all that they have. They have a nice roster now, but a lot of guys still not being utilized. So I'm looking at 17 writers and saying, okay, are you all just writing for the main event? or are you all writing for the Zach writers or whoever? You know, they're not utilizing all that talent. So what's the purpose of having 17 writers if talents are not being utilized?
2: Yeah, that-
1: they all do actually. They have a group of like three or four people that takes such and such of part of the roster. And then these people take this division or that division. And then these people take this v- division or that division. So, I mean, limiting those might help out, but you still need at least a roster or a writer for portions of the roster. Cause like just a group of five or six people, that's going to be a task to come up with multiple different ideas. If someone gets injured, how can we change this? Um, If this doesn't go as we planned, we need to change this. I mean, I understand why there are so many. I just think that possibly not having that many, but limiting it down a little bit but you still need a little bit differing of opinions in each segment.
0: I didn't realize that the writers had divided their segments up and you're saying it's like four in this one hour, four in the second. To me that makes it, that makes a lot more sense of why the show doesn't make sense. Because that's like telling Brian to write a paragraph, telling RJ to write a paragraph, telling me to write a paragraph, telling Bart to write a paragraph. Putting it together and having a fluid story. You know how impossible that is to it two times a year?
1: Exactly.
0: Why wouldn't they not just have one person writing the show?
1: Because it's pretty difficult to write the show yourself too. R- I R- mean, did it? Yeah, and he also screwed up a lot of stuff. He still did it. He actually
2: He also made it worth watching too though.
1: Yeah. Him and Vince, and probably your famous Kevin Dunn were the three that
0: did right, that. the point, man, we just solved the mystery right here. Why, do I mean, doesn't make any sense. They're taking that idea and trying to make one story out of it. Unbelievable. Wow. We just, ah. Speaking of which, some people frustrated with I do mean. Cody Rhodes has asked for his release, apparently, or Stardust, whatever you want to call him. I am distraught by this. I think everybody knows I'm a huge Stardust fan. I saw potential in the gimmick that no I mean never saw, apparently, and I don't blame him at all. Mark, is this into Cody Rhodes, or is he going to catch on and keep wrestling?
1: Uh, I hope he gets his release and can go wrestle somewhere else uh, if that's what he wants to do, or maybe he just wants to start a f- Family with Eden I don't really know But yeah I mean For everything that he's done For the company Goldust Has a position That's more Solid Found Right now With the tag division Than Cody Slash Stardust Does
0: Uh Brian is you this coming And are you okay With Uh Cody not getting his fair share
2: And you think that uh, It just didn't work out You kind of Seen it coming. I mean, he really wasn't getting a push. And after the Stephen Amell feud, it kind of went downhill. Although it had a lot of publicity for the feud, and I wish I would have seen a part two, a singles match, but it didn't happen. I'm more disappointed in that. I didn't care too much for the the Cody Rhodes gimmick or the mustache. None of it did anything for me. So I actually got interested in his gimmick as uh, Stardust. So... I'm curious to see what he's going to do next, where he would go. But I, I, like I said, I'm more disappointed that I don't get to see Stardust.
0: I'm a little different. I actually liked every gimmick he did. Even the very first, like, greenest gimmick he did when he first first debuted with Hardcore Holly. Like, I wasn't cool with that guy, but the moment he got with Ted and they made Legacy. Like, I I love the guy's work, and he just crushes everything he does. And the Stardust character, he, like, goes out to the grocery store and goes to amusement Park's as Stardust. He doesn't bring character, and that's... It's just so creative to me, and it's a shame that WWE didn't capitalize on it, in my opinion. RJ, I know you weren't the huge, biggest Stardust fan, but are you going to miss Cody Rhodes?
3: Um, yes, I'm going to miss Cody. I'm totally shocked by this news. I woke up to... You know, Facebook talking about it, people posting about it. I'm just totally like, oh, wow. Hopefully, with him asking for his release, they can talk it out, him and WWE events, whomever, and talk it out and see what they can do to keep him because... They have a good thing with Cody. Stardust, I'm over that. Like, he's he was great at Stardust, but they're not doing nothing with that that character. So it's like, move on back to Cody. Like, who wanted to see Cody? They've been screaming. The fans have been chanting, Cody, Cody, Cody. So bring him back. Cody was more of a, a class act, if I can say so i love that character and i would rather it be cody than stardust stardust can quit going by his business get released but keep cody get rid of stardust and if you remember we've been seeing those little cryptic tweets from from cody about him and stardust or you'll see stardust in the mirror i believe then cody so it was just like okay maybe this is about to turn and we're about to see cody so this whole news just threw me for a loop because i thought maybe we was about to get cody again and now we're talking about releases so yeah it's, it's been a shocker but hopefully they can work something out
0: yeah i definitely don't think it's a word even though they did have some cryptic things that you mentioned but this definitely caught me off guard too it wasn't something i saw coming but something i do see coming is something that apparently we can't see even though he said you can't see him we've been knowing for about five weeks now that john cena coming back at three and apparently when john comes back He's gonna get the U.S. title. Now, that means I think Kalishno will be dropping it to Rusev, and Rusev is once again gonna drop it to John Cena. But I don't mind it for the simple fact that if John Cena can take this title and make it relevant again and get it off the pre-show, then it will be a fiend in itself. RJ, are you okay with John Cena coming back and being the U.S. champ?
3: I'm okay with John Cena coming back because I'm a John Cena mark. But I'm not okay with John Cena getting the U.S. title. John Cena is at this point now that he does not need titles to define him or to help or anything. He does not need that. So I don't want him with the U.S. title. I don't want him with any title right now because, once again, he's John Cena. His name alone is is it's up there. And it's like, okay... Why would we put U.S. title back on him so we could bring, you know, um, make it more relevant again? I think you could do that with, with just good booking with Rusev. If we get a title to Rusev, just let Rusev run with it. I mean, he was doing a great job before he ran to Cena. Let's not destroy him again. I just don't see the necessity of John Cena having a U.S. title. Well, the point
0: being of why they would doing it, they don't want him in the main event wrestling uh, World Heavyweight title picture, because the next time he wins one, he's going to be the 16-time champ, and they're going to capitalize on that big time, but they're not ready to do it yet, and this is how they're going to keep him out of the main event picture. For that reason, I think it makes a lot of sense, but I I agree with you about Rusev, because I hate that potentially he's the guy that it's going to be, but if John's coming back this soon, uh, John's going to have some sort of title. You say he doesn't need titles, I say John Cena's entire career has had titles surrounded by it, so he's always going to need some kind of belt and give himself something. Uh, Mark, what do you think about John Cena and shit?
1: So, remember whenever he left, he told all the guys in the back, whenever he returns, he'll be the biggest thing in wrestling. What if he actually goes on another losing streak? So Rusev wins the title. We all assume John Cena comes back, takes it back. John opens up the segment talking about the U S title. They have a feud and Rusev actually ends up retaining. I think that could do more for the U S title, but on the same hand, I really, really, really enjoyed all of his open challenges and no other superstar is going to do that. So for that simple fact, I would rather see John Cena with a title.
0: And lastly, Brian, I know you're kind of on my side with Cena as far as we're like, eh, but are you on board with me as far as this is a good thing?
2: In the end, it will be a good thing. It may be hard for some people to see it now, but you you have to focus on the fact that it keeps him out of the title picture. That alone... That alone should, you know, show you why it's a good thing because I guarantee you you may argue the fact that he's gonna be a US champ when he comes back, but you would argue more if he was the WWE champ when he came back. So just take it for what it's worth. You know, it'll keep the US title off the pre show, like Anthony said, which is always a good thing. The US open challenges that Mark alluded to, you know, that those were always fun to watch. And no one's going to do that other than John Cena. The only thing that I would hate to to see happen was what RJ said. You know, Rusev get it from Kalisto, which I hope is going to happen tomorrow night, just to lose it to John Cena for the second time. I think that that would be very bad booking for Rusev. But since we're talking about John Cena, it's really not going to matter if he has a title. They've been
0: booking Rusev bad for two years.
2: They have, but they're giving him momentum again. But you know, it would be good for him to defend his title that he just won against the returning John Cena. And like you know, uh, Mark said, we get back into the losing streak that John Cena had, which was pretty entertaining in itself. Maybe possibly a John Cena heel turn. You know, who knows? But it, it should be interesting to see, and I'll be excited when he comes when he comes back.
0: All right, I got a question for all the y'all before we move on to the extreme rule of prediction part of our show, which Bruno had the rundown for us. Uh, Mark, I'll start with you, and this question is simple. Are you content with how the Bullet Club or the club has been presented in WWE with their debut up to now? No. Uh,
1: it, it might get better come after Extreme Rules. Uh, we have the rumor going around that Finn's coming up on May 23rd, which will be the Raw after, so it might get better. Um, but as of right now, no, they've, they've kind of they've shot themselves in the foot, putting them up against the bloodline to start out with. I think that they could have went through and demolished quite a few other superstars before they actually got to. We see a face-to-face type meeting or whatever i mean hell you can even have attacked the usos and roman reigns but stayed out of feuds with them you you kind of carry on your own match during the monday night raw but as soon as the usos come out you attack them then and just kept building it and building it and building it until summer slam and we see the three verse three face off that that would have been the correct way of doing it, kind of like the shield and the Wyatts had their build, but quick quick booking.
0: I couldn't agree more. That's exactly what I thought should have happened. They should have just been attacking people left and right, and they shouldn't have been made to lose so quickly, immediately. That it just it was awful. And they took this idea that I thought was bulletproof, pun intended, and they wound up. Shooting
2: it in the foot, as Mark said. Brian, do you agree or disagree? No, I, I totally agree. It's one of those cases where I think they just assumed the fans wanted it now and they wanted it all at the, up front, and it wasn't, it wasn't that case. Maybe some people did, but even if people really thought they wanted it all up front, they should have went against that because this would have been – one of those matches that we haven't seen yet, but we're gonna see it at extreme rules. But yeah, now, since they've done it so soon, we've seen it how many times now?
0: But I you guess know? my point is like with people like RJ, who RJ allowed me to use it for an example for a moment, who doesn't watch New Japan Pro Wrestling and doesn't know Carl Anderson, and that's his first impression of Carl Anderson and WWE, is, you know, barely hanging with the Usos like it's some bad taste for a first impression. RJ, you
3: can't be impressed with this, right? Oh, by no means am I impressed. Um, I've heard about Carl Anderson. Of course, I knew Gallows before he went to um, New Japan Wrestling, but the thing is I, I, I don't understand what, what was the necessity of putting them with Roman versus AJ. Roman versus AJ could hang by itself. They didn't need the Usos and they didn't need the club. They didn't need that. I didn't understand why I put all these these six men together. I thought, and I stated this before on here, I said I thought they was building Anderson and Gallows as like the NWO feel where they just come from the audience and beat up on people. Then they had their first match. And then now we see them every week and – and they're losing now, and it just takes away from what I thought they were going to be. Now I see them just as a regular tag team, and I don't know what they can really offer from this point on, unless they bring in Finn Balor and switch it up a little bit. But I didn't understand why they put them all together, why they put the bloodline versus the club. It was unnecessary. Roman versus AJ was good enough by itself. I
2: my issue right now, going into extreme rules with AJ versus Roman, being due to the fact that they booked this so badly, is that I feel like AJ has to have help from Carl and Luke for him to be able to win the title. And I know that's not true, but the way they booked it, it doesn't seem believable that he would beat them without their interference.
0: Well, yeah, they're, I'm in it. I don't know if he could beat Roman without that in the WWE land. Maybe he could in in indie Circuit, but not not in Vince's eyes. So, oh man. Okay,
1: so so I have a question. So if Finn Baller comes in at Extreme Rules, the lights go out, and him, Carl, and Gallows all come out in the face paint to attack Roman, would your thoughts about the club so far would that completely just be like, Okay, okay, this I'm alright with this now?
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean that wouldn't fix it and be like putting a band-aid over the over the wound, but it still will not take it's almost like with the whole natty thing eight months other eight months ago or last year whenever she made Charlotte tap out and then they had Charlotte and you a couple of uh Months later, it acted like that never happened. I don't forget things like that, and I don't forget... I'm not going to forget that they made, as R.J. and Brian said, how weak they made Anderson Gallers look. And, and it, it really irritates me, to be honest with you. But if Ben Balor didn't come out, yeah, the moment he does, that's going to save whatever they are, because he's not going to be a chopper. So.
2: Well, at the same time, it it feels weird the way they have this relationship between... AJ Styles and, you know, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows because they almost make it seem like they're trying to make AJ a face, but you have Luke and Gallows who are willing to cheat. I mean, I'm sorry, Luke and Carl that are willing to cheat, but then it's like, what do you do? Do I hit Roman with a chair or do I not? And then Roman hits him with the chair. So it's really confusing as to who's the good guy supposed to be in this scenario and it almost feels like they're, they don't know which direction to go with AJ Styles.
0: Yeah, I'm a little tired of creative but people end up be telling me that we're out of the era of good guys and bad guys. That may be true, but you still need to write it as good guys and bad guys for the fact that you've got to tell some kind of story. And like Brian said, I'm, I'm so confused at who's good and who's bad that it makes it really hard to invest and to care. Um, any final thoughts, guys? It, it's mark. obvious.
1: It's obvious that AJ's the good guy because he doesn't want to use the chair. And Roman's the bad guy because he uses it whenever he wants to. But the and bullet,
0: but Carl, Anderson and Gallows attack people whenever they're not looking.
1: Yeah, that's because they're the bad guys trying to influence AJ Styles to be bad. And he's probably not going to do that at Extreme Rules and the quote-unquote bad guy of the club is going to come in.
0: Are you trying so, to make sense
2: in the storyline? That that alludes almost no, to that's, a turn then. That's like, how
0: that's how I
1: see AJ. He was the goody two shoe that went straight one on one with Chris Jericho, didn't need anybody. And now his buddies from this past talking about those wild nights in Japan and stuff like that. And he's like, No, no, don't mention that, don't mention that, don't mention that trying to keep his quote unquote good guy image. That's why he's not being used in the chair. He's kind of having that, like, should I use it? I mean, I might need to use it, but uh, m- maybe not. I, I'm, I'm here for the kids, yada, yada. Okay, That's so how I see it. I, anyway. I, have a quick,
2: I have a quick question for Mark then since he's bringing this up because it alludes to a collusion with uh, within the club. So if tomorrow night comes and the lights go out and AJ doesn't get the title, and you find out that Finn Balor's there, do you see Finn Balor teaming with Luke and Carl and beating down you know, AJ Styles yet again?
1: Well, yeah, because it's for life except AJ Styles. And Finn was the creator of it to begin with. Number two, or well, three, or whatever number this is at the point, Finn wanted to come out as heel as the demon. and. The crowd at NXT, we know they're all marks. They wouldn't let that happen. So Finn coming out in the face paint, now Carl and Gallows can come out in their face paint. It it all kind of makes sense to me, uh, from my perspective anyway.
0: They're never going to deliver what we want. It's just not going to
1: happen. Yeah, that's not going to happen. I've already accepted that fact that most things in my head don't happen in WWE, but they should.
0: Brian, uh, you ready to run us through the extreme
2: rule of Yeah, Yeah, there, there's one more rumor that I wanted to touch on. Go
0: ahead.
2: I, I was going to leave it as a surprise for the end. <laughs> there's uh, a birthday today. His name is Chris Benoit. Oh, was, Hold on, wait. I'm not celebrating it. I'm just saying. I'm bringing it up because <laughs> he would be 49 today. And there is a rumor has been always since it happened that it was a hit. <laughs> Do you know that one? Do you know the story? No. That it was a hit by Chris Sullivan?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Kevin Sullivan, yeah, yeah, Kevin
2: yeah. Sullivan, I mean? Yeah,
0: I know about that. That's crazy.
2: I know, but I figured with it being a rumor show, I'd, I would
0: All All right, it, so it. at least Dan is happy. You mentioned Chris McDeWaugh. Shout out to Dan. That's his favorite wrestler, apparently. So. All right, Brian. us in the card.
2: All right. For the umpteenth time. We have first match of the night, Dolph Ziggler versus Baron Corbin in a no disqualification match.
0: All right, Dolph Ziggler and Baron Corbin, this will be one of my bathroom breaks and I hate they're putting them all in the pre-show. Baron Banner win this match, Dolph beat Sheamus on SmackDown, which really upset me. I was like, wait a minute, Uh, Sheamus just was the World Heavyweight Champion a couple of months ago and... And you're losing a SmackDown to Dolph Ziggler. Um,
3: Why is that so upsetting to people? I've
0: I've heard a few people say that. I'm like, why is
3: that so upsetting? Like, it happens in in WWE. So what's so upsetting about it?
0: Why would Dolph Ziggler beat Sheamus? He has a win over Sheamus before. Okay, go ahead. Because it has to be believable that he can go up against Baron Corbin. But it's not believable that he's gonna die to the end of the days.
2: Yeah, it wasn't believable that he could beat Seamus, but it happened and we still don't believe he can
0: uh, beat Corbin. So, yeah, so, so now if he meets Corbin, I'm gonna be super pissed.
2: Yeah, if he beats him in another damn roll up, like he did the other night.
0: Oh, if I'm we get a roll pissed. up in an extreme rules not in match. yeah, I'm gonna be oblivion. No doubt about it. Uh I got Baron Corbin winning. Uh, Brian.
2: I I have Baron Corbin winning. I have Baron Corbin sending Dolph Ziggler through the table with the end of days and Dolph Ziggler not be able to get up to the 10 count.
0: They're going to lose that Spanish announce table early. Uh, RJ? I'm going Baron Cor- Corbin. And Mark, clean sweep? Yes, sir. All right. See,
2: see, RJ was going against the idea that we thought it was funny that Dolph Ziggler would beat Seamus and even he's taking Baron Corbin over.
3: No, I don't. I mean... I've seen Dolph beat Sheamus before, so I didn't see what the big, you know, what was the big deal about him beating him on SmackDown? Sheamus has has no storyline; he hasn't been built to do anything at this point. So him losing to Dolph, who's actually going into the stream rules this Sunday, it was it was supposed to happen. That's I mean, I,
0: I mean, I get it for writing purposes, but it's like writing things that shouldn't happen. It's like I don't know, fantasy to me. I mean, I get it for a storyline with You you got to make Dolph look some kind of strong going into his match. But...
2: Well, sir, didn't you know that wrestling is scripted?
0: Yeah, thank you, sir. I'm, I'm... Okay,
2: I didn't know. I know. I didn't know if you knew
0: Pardon me, is trying to care about the real realness of it, James.
2: It's still real to you, damn it.
0: <laughs> damn it. All right, what do we got next?
2: All right, up next, we have the U.S. title match champion Kalisto versus Rusev.
0: Alright, uh, we talked about this earlier, I think we all have a feeling that Rusev is getting this. I don't know why every pick from view we have Kalisto pick to lose and he doesn't, but we're going to do it again. I got Rusev, I see him getting this belt and I hope it's not to drop John Cena, but I don't feel that's not going to happen. Mark? I'm hoping that Rusev
1: gets the title. But let's just say, for instance, Kalisto keeps it. John Cena comes out, beats the living crap out of Kalisto, turns heel in the process. Could be best for business. I don't know, but uh, I th- I think Rusev wins. You just had John Cena
0: beaten up a little bit in the go
1: What better way for a heel turn, sir? Ah
0: uh, man,
3: uh, aren't I'm going with. uh Rusev on this one. I want to say this, I, and this is another rumor. I hate to bring a rumors while we're talking about predictions, but I heard that Kalisto got hurt from Monday for that bend that Rusev had gave him. Now, that was intense. Like I was feeling for Kalisto in that moment because the way his body was bending, and I heard there was a rumor that it was he was actually hurt from that. I don't know if it's true or not, but I'm seeing Rusev taking it this Sunday. It's just, I mean, it has to be Rusev.
0: Maybe Rusev heard him on purpose. He was like, I'm getting this built one way or another. Brian, what's your thoughts?
2: I think it's going to be a unanimous decision that Rusev gets it. Um, but I agree with RJ. That, that bin that he did when he did the, uh, what is it called? What's his maneuver called?
0: The Russell Crush.
2: It, oh, I thought he had a different name for it. But yeah, it, it looked really painful. It kind of hurt me just to see it. But since, uh, RJ brought up a rumor, I will too. I feel like Rusev will get it, but there also has been talks that Kalisto is picking up a female wrestler to be his partner so that he could feud some more with Rusev and Lana. So I that think might, it's
0: going to be that lady from Lucha Underground,
2: that uh, Melissa girl. It, it could be. I mean, it would be interesting, but one thing about this feud that's kind of weird, again... You have the good guy cheating to win, like he did on Raw, where he had, he didn't win the match, but his other half of the Lucha Dragons, Sin Cara, was going up against Rusev and Kalisto interfered, causing Rusev to lose. And everybody's cheering him like, these are your good guys that are cheating to win against the bad guy who just lost, cleanly.
0: Yep. It's yes, there's more it's, creative looking, man.
2: It's weird, man. I don't understand. Hey
0: that. hey, that that happened all the
1: time back in the Attitude Era, and no one gave two snaps about it.
0: That's when it was so, the Attitude Era.
2: And we were like 10.
0: Yeah, and then we didn't have the era of the internet back then either. The crap all over it. I mean, we did. Like, if the internet was big in the Attitude Era, it would have had just as many hateful marks as we have now.
2: We were impressionable back then. So if they WWE said, hey, like this guy and hate this one, we did it. Now we're we're smart enough to decide who we want to like and not like.
0: All right. So what do we got on the main card?
2: All right. The main card, we have WWE Tag Team Title Match Champions, The New Day, who have held it for anybody know how long?
0: Uh, a long time.
2: A long time. That's a good answer. That's what it's going to go with. Yeah. The VOD villains as the uh, challengers. Anybody want to take a guess who's going to win that one?
0: I, You know, this hurts me. Because um, I'm a huge New Day fan. And I, I've seen a lot of people say, well, once they lose the title, they're going to have to bring up. No, they don't. They're not ever going to bring up because they're the New Day. I think they're losing, though. Because I feel like they were going to lose this anyway. And the VOD villains are going to wind up building up a thing with Enzo and Cass whenever Enzo is back after they run through the doublings before they get to them. Uh, It was just an unfortunate, timely uh, incident with Enzo, but I don't think it's going to throw the storyline off, and I got the villains wrong.
2: I agree, and I think it would be best for business for the villains to get it. I think it would be a decent push for them, To win it so quickly, it's going to be kind of strange for them to get it so quickly. But if anybody's going to take it off of them, the Villains are one of the best heel tag teams on the main roster right now versus the biggest face tag team on the roster. So it makes sense. Opens up uh, a lot of different feuds that we could go into afterwards.
0: RJ, I know you're not too familiar with the Villains, but you've seen a lot of their stuff lately. Do you uh,
3: think they're coming out on top or in the New Day retaining? I totally disagree, with both of you all. I think New Day is retaining. I've even said this before. I said before Enzo was injured, I knew or believed that The Va Villains was going to win that that match to get the title, or win the tournament to get a title shot at New Day. Because right now, The Villains are just a fill in for SummerSlam. I'm I'm still sticking to New Day versus Enzo and Cass for tag team titles. There's money there. There's no money where the Va Villains are concerned. I mean, they're a great heel tag team right now, but people still haven't bought into them to the point where, oh, we want to see these guys more. Like, it's just, I don't see that there with the Va Villains. I think they still have the potential, but they're not winning the titles anytime soon. I see New Day coming out on top this Sunday, and they may have another feud with Valk Villains at the next pay per view, but when it comes to SummerSlam, it's New Day versus Enzo and Cass. That's it.
0: All right, Mark, you're the deciding vote here. Are you with New to make it even, or are you with me and Brian? No,
1: nah, the the Vaude Villains are getting this title. the The injury to Enzo was probably the best thing that could have happened during that match for the Vaude Villains. They were already scheduled to win that, and. I'm pretty certain they were already scheduled to beat the New Day for the tag titles. Um, honestly, having the Vaudevillains versus the New Day during this is going to showcase. And, I mean, if you weren't impressed by the couple promos that they've already cut, that they can speak pretty fluently, and their act would have been perfect with Damien Sandow. But things things happen, but the, the VOD villains are taking this title from New Day, probably going to win the rematch, and we're going to see Enzo and Cass versus the VOD villains in a,
0: an actual match. You just had to mention Sandow, a sore wound, didn't
2: you? Jeez. How amazing would that be, though? I mean, it,
0: he was a perfect fit, right?
2: I mean, perfect. They're like the only, in, the only person in today's society that would match their... Their vignettes and everything.
0: Oh, oh, yeah. He could be like the leader. It would have been perfect. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, what we got next?
2: All right. Up next, we have Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows versus The Usos.
0: They better win this match. That's what I'm going to say about they. I mean Anderson and Gallows. If they lose this match, you're going to see me with the biggest rant you've ever seen.
2: I mean... <laughs> I feel like this, this was one of those matches again that doesn't doesn't benefit from the booking f- from the very beginning. This should have been one of the matches that we didn't see, that we maybe saw them feud and they fought with each other, but we didn't see a match. They're both gonna have,
0: be involved in the main event. Why the hell are we getting a separate match?
2: Right. We don't we don't need it. Why why are they even on the card? To be honest, I mean they don't need to be on the card. They they could have been. Just fine off the card. Well, Just we fact-
0: know. I mean, you had to know the moment they made the AJ Roman match, you noting know, you know, here that they were involved in the finish. Like they're gonna do the swabble where the Usos and Anderson and to fight on the outside is gonna happen. Well, what, what a- if
1: they? What if they're already taking out one? Like, what if their match is the setup? Because it's probably going to set up the Usos getting injured either during the match or after the match in a beat down. And then the Usos are going to make the save at the very end. That's probably
2: what that's setting up.
0: Yeah. You just made me throw up in my mouth a little.
2: Pretty, pretty much.
0: Um, I don't, I don't really care about
3: this match, but I do think it's a good idea just to have them go at it with just those four, but if they're going to interfere in the main event, like you all say, what's the purpose of that match in the first place? Like, if we're going to see have them come running in and fight each other again, just keep it at the main event then. Just let them come out and run out and do what they do. So, I can care less about this match, but let, let's see what shall happen.
0: Well,
3: who are you picking? You got to pick a winner. Um, Luke and
0: Carl. Brian, you got Luke and Carl too?
2: I got Luke and Carl, but are we calling them the, uh, the Good Brothers, still? We're,
0: n- we're not, we're not. Okay.
2: We're, that's dead? Okay.
0: Yeah, that's dead. Mark. Dead. I got Carl and Luke,
1: and I see them taking out the Usos.
0: I like Mark for and you know? I, that meant, and then Roman, I, even though I would like it better if they couldn't make the save, and it had to be Roman versus the world, that would be pretty cool to me. Uh, just my two cents on that. Alright, are we at, uh, Ambrose and Jericho? I think that's next.
2: You guessed it, sir. But uh, not just Ambrose and Jericho. Ambrose and Jericho inside the first ever asylum match.
0: I, uh, I read an article in case I think that said three words. This is dumb. And I couldn't agree more. They made it out to be in this hell structure and it's just a cage and with a bunch of weird janitorial items on it, and but,
2: but that's not the reason why it's dumb, sir. Uh, you can climb list-
0: outside. You can just
2: yeah. Tell our climb. listeners why it's dumb.
0: You can climb outside, and you're able to just fight around, and uh, the winner of the match, and you gotta win by ten floor submission. Um, I uh, Brian, help me.
2: Uh let's see. I'm pulling out my dictionary to find the words. Uh i don't I don't see the point of having a cage sir what What's the point of the cage? Not only is it gonna obstruct my view of the match, which is probably gonna be boring in itself, maybe, but they have mops and potted plants, and that that's their weapons around the top of the cage.
0: Kudos to Jericho and SmackDown for trying to put this over, as far as how devastating it can be. Um, yeah, this might be. Another, I found a bathroom break during the show, so.
2: Yeah, and you know that's the thing. You that for that to be your bathroom break out of the other matches that we've chosen, that says something.
0: So I got Ambrose winning his own match. That better be what happens, Braun.
2: I mean, if he doesn't win the match that's named after him in the inaugural match, then I don't know.
0: Mark said that Jericho probably invented the match, and he's probably right. Jericho, give a credit Ambrose. I bet Jericho came up with this crap.
2: He's like, man, I got this really good idea, and then we'll bring back all the props that we've used up until this point.
0: Uh, Mark, uh, who you got? Ambrose or Jericho? It better be Ambrose. Pretty simple, to the point. We all think it better be Ambrose, aren't they? Clean slate.
3: I'm going with Ambrose. I think this match is dumb. (laughs) And it's so dumb that it actually may prove to be good. I think with the consistency of – I can never say a word. With everybody in agreement that it's a dumb match, I think that may prove that it may actually turn on us and be actually something good to watch. Who knows, but
0: I'm going with Ambrose. Well, I won't know because I'll be in the bathroom. So there goes that. <laughs> um, what do we got next?
2: Uh, up next, we have the IC title match Four away, Fatal Four away between champion The Miz versus Owen, Cesaro, and Sami Zayn.
0: I want to be excited for this match, I really do. But I've seen all four of these people fight each other for the last month because WWE has no idea how to keep people away from each other. And if you stand, they put them at ringside every week so you'll have a 2 on 2 match with two people on commentary every single week. And I have a feeling this is Lean to the Miz, uh, a statement that can't pass title. Like the other three are going to beat the crap out of each other. And I see the Miz stealing it, Okay.
3: I really wanna go with Sami Zayn here. But I'm either saying the Miz or KO but my heart my heart is saying Sami Zayn has to win this. I really am rooting for Sammy on this one, so I think I'm just gonna stick with Sammy and just go with Sammy.
0: Are you okay with the build up or do you agree with me that maybe they did way too much with the commentary stuff? Somewhat.
3: I, I think it's great the interaction. Mainly last Monday when we saw uh, heel and face versus heel and face. So it was just like their interaction was different, something we haven't seen. So I was happy about that that part. I think, yes, it's been overdone where you have them coming down the commentary, but at the same time, they're having a match. They're having a feud with each other. So build it up in any kind of way you can. And I think that was the best that WWE could do at the time. Mark, how
0: do you got uh, in the Intercontinental and how do you feel about the build up to it?
1: Um, I'm pretty torn. I, I believe that it's going to be The Miz, and I think that you're right. That's the way his title runs are normally booked. He's the third wheel, or in this case, the fourth wheel, and he still sneaks in somehow and comes out victorious. That's just how he's had it an entire career. I'm hoping that it's Cesaro, to be honest with you. I'd like to see him with it. I think he's shown a lot of personality since coming back. The booking... I think that they've kind of overdone it, but I did like what uh, RJ mentioned about the heel and face and heel and face team that that was pretty cool interaction, but I mean, they could have just done that like two weeks ago or just on the go home show just to sell the match, but kept them away except for maybe like attacks backstage or something like that. We don't really get many of those except for when Kevin did it to Sammy, but maybe some backstage segments of them in locker rooms. Kevin had, Like awkward moments, but you don't need to see him out by ringside every single night. Ron,
2: I'm going to agree with RJ. I got Sammy, Sammy picking this one up.
0: I think if 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 Miz doesn't win, it'll be Sammy. I think.
2: I feel like Sammy would benefit from it more than Cesaro would, and Miz has already gotten himself back on TV and some, you know, pretty much implanted himself back into. Some title scene. Somewhat of a title scene, I guess.
0: I'm just a little sad that little Owen Steen won't have his little toy anymore. You know, the Intercontinental title was his favorite toy, so.
2: He'll be okay. He can find a new title soon, because once John Cena gets the U.S. title, he'll be carrying that around the school, and all of his friends can heckle his dad with that, like they were the other day.
0: Oh, God.
2: But yeah, no, I, I see this, I know you were kind of torn with the match, whether or not it's going to be good, but I actually see this possibly still in the show, if they steer it more towards Owens versus Zayn, and Miz versus Cesaro, I think that that could work out.
0: I think the match itself will be good, I just think the finishing going to fall flat, and I just didn't like how much interaction they've had uh, up to this point, like, on Smackdown that started the show with Kevin Owens and Cesaro, like, I shouldn't be seeing these people fighting each other constantly. Like, they should just be fighting other people and give me that at the picture. That's my thought on it.
2: Well, right. I mean, and I know this opens up a book of worms, but, you know, you, you're talking about all these different people that are on the roster that could be going against these guys. And, yes, they'll be looked at as jobbers, but at least they'd be performing. Like you said, you don't have to keep having you the know, Miz versus Cesaro or Miz versus saying You can have the Miz face somebody else. Amen. You can have Owens face somebody else and make them look strong and at least get that guy some experience.
0: Uh, I agree That's a brilliant answer. Uh, we're at the women's match now. We can't call them Divas anymore. Uh, submission match. Charlotte and Natalia, Mark, who you got?
1: Another it better be Natty. Like They have told this story for so long right now about Charlotte winning because of her dad, Charlotte winning because of her dad, Charlotte winning because of her dad. If the good guy in this story doesn't come on out on top after what has been keeping her down the entire time was finally removed, I don't understand where they were going with this story any other way. If Charlotte retains, this this entire last four months was totally null and void and should never have been written down on TV.
0: Wow, that's strong. Opinion. But what
2: if, what if uh, Charlotte loses because of her dad and that gives her a reason to get oh, rid of him you know, write him Rick, off the of TV?
0: Rick can't me rings on at all. Me. Yeah,
2: but if he well, does, she'll be stripped of the title. That way, that Natty, never really, Natty never really wins the title by beating Charlotte, but Charlotte loses it because of the one person who's kept the title on her this whole time.
0: And they are building a hint between Charlotte and Rick. Like Charlotte's already said, in an interview, she doesn't go to her father for advice, and they're they're building the hint there. Arne?
3: Uh, Charlotte, I'm going with Charlotte for the win. A clean sweep over Natty, I think. This is just a story storyline for the moment It's nothing that's going to that's meant to last long. Once again, I'm looking towards SummerSlam, so I'm looking toward Charlotte versus Sasha from the rumors. And so I see Charlotte holding that title, at least till SummerSlam. Now, I've heard this rumor now. And once again, I don't know if it's true. But somebody had threw Tessa Blanchard, I think they say her name, into the mix as far as coming out to help Charlotte because we all know Rick can't come out. And they were so saying so it, it's really dumb, but they was they kind of made sense of because of Tully and Rich, Richard, oh. Rich being Rick being whatever. She's a,
0: um, she's a jobber on anything. She doesn't even have. She hasn't ever won a match. Hey, that's a rumor. I, I heard it. I don't know if it has any truth to it, but that's what people were saying.
2: Those, because... That's not a rumor. That's a tumor. Yeah,
0: the more that's they something. S-
2: tumors, <laughs> tumors spread and they kill people.
0: Yeah, you shouldn't do drugs, kids. That's what you shouldn't do. Oh, my goodness. Gotcha. Okay,
1: what about a BFF reunion? I'm just saying.
0: Possibly, down the line. But I, I think RJ's right uh, from everything I've been reading is then they're saving Sasha, and they've kept her on TV for that long-term purpose, and I definitely think they're building toward her getting the belt. So whoever has it now is only going to be transitional, and because of that, I think maybe RJ is more right than Borg. I have a feeling that maybe Charlotte is going to keep that belt until she drops Sasha. Brian?
1: Oh, okay. Right. i Hi. Cannot- I'm just going to rebuttal real quick. Yeah. Sasha's not getting that belt until a WrestleMania.
0: Ah. I'm pretty sure
1: the long-term storyline that you're hearing about right now, because I've, I've read it too, it says nothing about the main event. It just says this is her creative long-term. Her long-term is a Stephanie McMahon versus her because she's been kept off TV and held down at probably at SummerSlam. And then by Mania next year, Sasha gets her belt
0: at Mania. We'll
2: see, Brian. What do you think? I'm I'm seeing Natty winning it, um, simply because they want to get the belt off of Charlotte, and they want to get her away from her father. I think it would be genius to make her father the reason why she loses it, thus giving her a reason to
0: yeah, get creative. rid
2: of him yeah, and write him off TV. So Natty gets the belt out by default. She didn't earn it. And then Natty can lose it to somebody else. But just to add to what RJ said, you know, I've noticed that we all say, I'm waiting till SummerSlam or wait till, you know, WrestleMania for these big things to happen. And I feel like we get, we set ourselves up because me personally, I look forward to every pay per view as something big is going to happen. And damn it, if booking doesn't always mess it up. Yeah. Like there's a reason why you have four main pay-per-views because you have opportunity to have six or seven main pay-per-views and you screw it up because so many big things can happen out of these matches we've mentioned. But like you said, An- Anthony, we're probably going to get The Miz retaining. Yeah. I mean, that's not big. That's not what I would expect out of this buildup of a match that you've, you've set up.
0: Speaking of which, we're at the main event, so horrible build-ups. This is one I don't think that any of us are really heavily invested in, and I think that's because of creative. I can't put it any other way. But you have the, I guess, good guy Roman Reigns versus the good guy AJ Styles, or is it the bad guy Roman Reigns versus the good guy AJ Styles, or is it the bad guy AJ Styles versus the good guy Roman Reigns? I... I don't know the story they're trying to tell. I think the end result is Roman Reigns winning,
1: Mark. Well Roman Reigns has always said it. That's well that's why he keeps his promos to those three. He's just the guy. He's not a good guy, he's not a bad guy. He's just a guy. But I, I understand where you're what you were talking about. But I mean in Roman's K Fab world, he's just a guy. But he's a guy that's going to keep being the guy for the time being, and he's going to retain—I'm um, guessing the Usos make the save. Maybe it is Roman verse All, and Roman still looks really, really strong. I don't know.
0: Do we get a fan Balor at uh, Extreme Rules, or is it the next night?
1: Um— I'm hoping it's saved to the Monday after, but I'm kind of not hoping that it's saved to the Monday after. If he costs Roman the belt, or if, even if he costs AJ the belt, it'd be a much
0: better impact. Brian, I agree or disagree. I wouldn't think to finish this.
2: Well, to, to go back on what Mark was saying about his saying, at first I thought it was kind of cool, and it was – pretty genius to have him say that but now i'm starting to think it's just a way to justify kind of convoluting the storylines a little bit because when i ask the question who's the good guy and who's the bad guy that's going to be the rhetoric that i get back and that's annoying because better
0: than i can and i will though
2: it, it is but come on i mean it doesn't matter like it's an extreme rules match and right now, you've got it set up that the good guy, Roman Reigns, is probably going to cheat to win. And the reason AJ Styles loses is probably because he doesn't want to. But it's weird. I, Me, personally, I, I'm i sticking to my guns. And I know that he didn't win a Payback. But I still see AJ Styles picking up the title. And in my mind, what would be best for business at this point, is to get AJ Styles out of the, the club. And if Finn Balor debuted tomorrow night and not cost AJ Styles the victory, but beat him down with Luke and Carl after he won the title, that would be one hell of a start of a feud. So I got I got AJ Styles taking this one.
0: Arne.
3: Unfortunately, I have Roman Reigns taking the win. This Sunday. I don't think he's gonna need to cheat. Once again, he's been built as the next Superman, so he's not going to have to cheat to win. And mainly in the stream rules match, he's not going to need to cheat to win. He just win. He's just gonna win, simple as that. Like we saw that payback and we're gonna see it again coming stream rules come tomorrow night. And unfortunately, AJ is not taking that title because it may have to do with the club interfering, and they may have their own little uh, issues after this. After tomorrow night, you may see the club or you know uh, AJ somehow disputing with with Carl and Luke. But as far as the extreme rules come, Roman's leaving out the champion.
0: Martin, you have something you want to add? Yeah, there, there's no cheating in an
1: extreme
2: rules match. There's no rules.
0: Right, yeah. exactly.
2: Yeah, that's so, not, that, so that's he's not, not cheating. Yeah, I mean, I get that. Technically, it's not cheating, but you, you understand what I'm saying? That's, a, that's...
0: A, AJ was gonna use the chair. He said he was gonna use it next time he well,
2: got a hold of it. Yeah, and he he kind of has to now. He can't back out and say, "Oh, now I'm not gonna use the chair" because he used it on Monday. So now mm-hmm. he's got to.
0: So it's a three on one. We got Roman and then Brian with AJ. We pretty much all. Like, we disagreed on two or three matches tonight, and we had a clean sweep on the other ones. Pretty good, though, when we all don't agree on something, it means that things are up in the air, at least, and it can go either way, and that's what WWE should to be doing for us, ultimately. Brian, you got any final thoughts before we go up in the air tonight?
2: Final thoughts? You know, I'm I'm actually looking forward to the, the pay-per-view, even though it's one of those pay-per-views that advertises... A certain level of violence, I'm curious to see what they're going to do with the PG era. So, nothing really extreme about the matches on this pay-per-view, even though it's called Extreme Rules. So, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, we'll get some surprises, maybe some surprise debuts. Okay, final thoughts before we sign
0: up. Um, I'm still
3: saddened by the news of Cody Rhodes, and I hope he can work things out with WWE and and them actually give him a push. As far as Extreme Rules goes, I'm totally excited about it. I love the direction WWE is going now with the main roster, and hopefully they can keep it up, and hopefully tomorrow night proves it. So I'm excited about Extreme Rules. And
0: lastly, Mark
1: Pence, wrap the show up for us. Okay, so final thoughts are. There are at least one or two, possibly even three pay-per-views a year that the card kind of just looks bleh, but it ends up being a very well put together show front to back and all the matches perform. Um, I'm actually thinking that this could be one of those nights. Um. I think we'll see great matches from start to finish to be honest if everyone is on their a game all of the competitors at least have the talent and have been in feuds for a little while with each other most of them being at least this pay-per-view and last pay-per-view at payback and even the one before that and some of the feuds so i'm I'm thinking that everything's going to be well put together
0: yeah, Michael Plate is never going to be what happens between the ropes. I think they always execute that brilliantly because they're the best in the world at what they do. No pun to Chris Jericho. But the fact is that I don't always agree with the story that they're telling. And I have a feeling that no matter what happens in Extreme Rules, I'm still going to feel that way. But I appreciate the optimism from Mark there at least trying to spend some positive light on the show. Uh, stay tuned. We're going to have a post-show for you. Tomorrow night, hopefully all the guys can join me again. We'll be talking to you. We're going to also try this Facebook Live thing eventually. And uh, get you guys on some social media stuff live. And following us uh, as we react to this stuff as it happens. I want to thank uh, Brian and RJ and Mark for joining me. Anthony, the host. Uh, This has been Wrestling Goons Radio. We want to thank everybody listening to us on Max Borchetto and Power Station FM. Online at wrestlinggoonsradio.blogspot.com, you can find all of our social media: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Google Plus, and find us on Twitter. This time, Wrestling Goons Radio, and give us a like and subscribe. We would greatly appreciate it. This has been Wrestling Goons Radio, the podcast for the IWC, for the seen and we will see you. We'll see. You.